All right, everybody. Our next guest is a very funny guy who's been on everything from Live at Gotham to Last Comic Standing and can currently be seen and heard on the Anthony Cumia show with Dave Landau. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Dave Landau. Dave, how you doing, bro? Good, man. How about you? Doing good, man. You know, just uh, living the dream these past uh, seven months, you know, just <laughs> staying. Yeah, every, every day's a miracle. I agree. <laughs> and now we're getting closer and closer to uh, to November, going through all these the, the debates now and all these things. And the climate is crazier than ever. Uh, like this year just seems like it's there's just so much more on the line than normal elections it just seems like like so crazy man i think we're ruined either way if i'm being perfectly honest whatever <laughs> whatever happens is just gonna be bad and it's not even because of the person in charge i mean it's just whatever happens it's gonna just take this very cold civil war that we're in and turn it into a nice hot flaming civil war it'll be good it really is like the ideology, like through the years, like in, in my life, you know, I'm, I've been around 49 years now and I, I've, there's always been, you know, Democrats, Republicans, always been ideologies like, but now it's like, if, if you, if I'm a Biden guy, you're a Trump guy, it's like, F you man. Like, you know, it's, it's hate, hatred right out of the gates. There's no middle ground. There's no, oh, you know, he, he likes Trump, but he's still a nice guy or how do you There's ride no, that? Yeah, it, well, if if you don't have like a visceral hate for Trump, people just all of a sudden are like, well, he's obviously racist and has killed gay people. <laughs> and then if you don't like say, if you say like, I'm a little bit worried about Biden's cognitive abilities, you know, because of the stuttering, <laughs> then they think you're, you know, it's and then even if you say you like Biden, then the other side gets angry at you. And it's strange because to me, the whole political system is flawed. Yeah. We are supposed to be a, a people in charge of the government. We have become a government in charge of the people. We're all being just played right now. And I'm not saying that that's on, on Trump at all. I'm just saying it's on both. Both the sides should not be allowed pay until they fix the problem in this country. And then we'll watch in 24 hours, everything will get better. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Once it gets into the, into their pockets. But what's crazy too, is like, you used to be able to, if you have a, like a, like a shitty president, like Nixon or, or Carter or whatever, Clinton's mm -hmm. uh, Bush, whatever side you're on, you can <laughs> right. always say that, Oh man, this is great for comedy, but now yes. it's not God forbid. Like you, it's, I, I, I think comedy is also a victim of this in a way with you know where it's not good for comedy you can't go up there and riff you know if you go up there like in manhattan or something at a club and start going off on biden and doing pro-trump material i would assume it's not going to go over well i, I mean, believe you, know, you yeah you get burned alive in the <laughs> park <laughs> on a pile of hebrew mass yeah so <laughs> yeah it's you can't go against the grain anymore as a comedian. I, I mean, no, it's so weird because I I stand fairly moderate, and people even say that's this like, it's like oh that's cowardly. It's like no, I just I want to hear both sides because it, it the every office is ran by humans. Humans are flawed, so I just can't one hundred percent go with anything. Right, and I, 
and I'm I'm 38, but still, when I was a kid, you didn't talk about who you were voting for or anything. It was always a very private thing. I never. And now you're right. Like, comedy's bad for comedy. And now, if you say anything about either party, people get actually angry. And then you have to top it with the fact that anything you say now can trigger somebody, or for some reason, some middle-aged white woman who really has a problem with everything. <laughs> like they're the main. I loved when the Karen thing came out because it's like I've been dealing with Karen's <laughs> my first open mic. It is completely true. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it, this offensive. Everybody's offended, but it's not, they're not really offended. To, to me, it's fake. It's like I'm offended because I can be. Like you said something, you know. It's like when somebody honks at you on in the street because you you know you ran a stop sign, but there was no. They just letting you know. That they right. saw you do something, you know what I mean? Like ah, yeah. you, it, it didn't affect anybody, you know. Yeah, it's like I, when you miss a light by one second, you haven't accelerated fast enough, and the guy behind you honks. Right. Yeah. Like, you, didn't get, you didn't give me a chance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You it's got just, upset. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy, man. And then you know you add on top of, of the the this crazy culture you had now, you know, COVID, and. uh quarantine and jobs and and all these other issues man it's just a like a brew of uh bad stuff waiting to happen and you know that's that's my problem is you have these politicians who 99% of them are employed playing around with people who need work and need to feed their families and human beings are animals and you you start taking away every way for them to you take away their freedoms and their livelihood you're going to start seeing that animal come out and we're going to regress. I mean, look, I, I got a family. If, if I'm, if I lose everything, I'm going to figure out a way to take care of them. And it's not, it's going to be at the expense of someone else. It just is. And we now have just become, sorry, I'm not trying to babble, but, but off of what you said, we've become these people who we're all very layered. Every human being is layered. And we try to put this, very simple stamp on every single person. You're right, you're left, you're this, you're that, whatever. It's the simplicity where that's just not who people are. Right. And right. we're looking at it the wrong way. Everybody is an individual. Everybody should be treated as an individual. And we've now become a thing where we're just blanket whatever it is that you are of what group you should be a part of. And that's a scary and dangerous thing to me. It doesn't make any sense. It is scary, man, because like there's no room in the middle anymore, you know, where I think most people, you know, are most of us are in the middle. Right. And then yeah. you got your extreme, your left, and, you know, and the pundits and everybody you see on the news that they're obviously uh, on one side or the other. But most people are in the middle, whether they lean a little left, lean a little right, but they all have kind of common sense. That's where I think the middle is. Right. Yes. But now because of this. uh new world order and all this craziness we're going through. I feel like common sense is being thrown out the window. And like you said, you're either here or you're there and that's it. And if you don't like hate the other guy, then you're not on our team, you know? Which is so strange to me because it's always like, I want to have a conversation. It's like, no, you want to have a one, a one way <laughs> monologue where you tell me exactly how to think. And I have to just agree with you 100% or somehow I'm against you. And it's not, that's not reality. I mean, we're, we're all 
it's it were all individuals that also with comics being held at the standard of what you can say is <laughs> offensive where yeah sometimes comedy should be offensive sometimes comedy should be tasteless sometimes comedy should be racist sometimes comedy should whatever it is that it can, it can be labeled as it Com- shouldn't actually be that way it just a joke is a joke and i don't i don't understand when that went away why do i have to agree I don't agree with everything Bill Maher says at all, but I, I'm not going to say he's untalented. Right. You know? Yeah, it, it's it, it. I don't know when that happened, when, you know, like comedy, it wasn't allowed to be offensive because comedy was always offensive. <laughs> always. <laughs> yeah, that's the like Carlin said. And, and I've always said on the show is Carlin said the, the, com- the comedian's job is to find where the line is and deliberately cross it. And, you know, to challenge people, the challenge status quo, you know, the emperor has no clothes the, you know, this goes all the way back throughout our history. And now that they're, they're silencing the comedians or, or taking the comedians so seriously, like if you are a Bill Maher, that, you know, they hold him like, hey, well, Bill Maher said or John Stewart or whatever. And, right. and, and then if you're on the other side comedian, then then, you know, you get burned at the stake for things that you said as well. So it's just it's just crazy that the comedian, the role of the comedian has become that important um, outside of being funny. And it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be. No one should listen to what I say and think I was dead serious. So you can't, (laughs) if I'm making jokes, it's, it's a joke. I shouldn't have to explain that. There's a microphone in front of me. I, the idea that even having to explain all the time, like, uh, I'm I'm not I'm not racist. I'm not homophobic. I'm not the and and you look at that. It's like, well, why would I have to? Why do I have to tell you that? If you want to think whatever, that's fine. But you would know if I was. It would be very obvious. Right. <laughs> I, yeah. I wouldn't even be working at the club. <laughs> yeah, it's we, very we, like if anybody was uncomfortably like that. And the problem is now it's all light culture. So and right now victim uh, victimhood is you know. It's it's the best thing to have right now. So if you're able to be a victim and play a victim and get likes while doing it, it's great because it's this all instantaneous gratification at the expense of everyone else. It's psychotic to me how people have just well, the internet ruined Earth. That's what I would just say. I'm it that way. <laughs> it did. It's cool we can talk like this. Yeah. <laughs> but there's very few pluses, and everybody acts like they're well. It's a double-edged sword. I'm like, nah. It's very. It's got a pretty hard edge, and there's a little part of it that's nice. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this is definitely a like social media has definitely uh, a is definitely a huge part of the dismantling of our current way of life as we know it you know what i mean and it's yeah yeah and it's now particularly hard to be you know there's a big target for whatever reason on straight white men oh yeah <laughs> it's it's oh yes <laughs> i mean geez i mean i i didn't realize that you know our generation was gonna have to pay the sins for the sins of all the ones before us you know history <laughs> well what's odd too is like i'm irish italian you got jewish and it's like we're all paying for what i had nothing to do with that at all <laughs> like even if it's like as far as reparations go it's like by the time i've licked the stamp you've gotten my indentured servant money <laughs> which by the way indentured servant just meant slave right <laughs> that's what the irish and italian were right, when yeah. they came to this country. i mean it's 
the fact that we've turned all of our heritages into a color and then you're saying you can't be called you can't appropriate culture why why are we in america then right exactly like i'm supposed to yeah yeah i'm supposed to like i wouldn't know what mexican food was i i enjoy it because there's mexicans that came to america cooked delicious food and i got to eat it same with the my (laughs) italian relatives my irish people not so much they're just drunks but they brought you know scurvy and potatoes so it's <laughs> scurvy yeah like it's it's all like that we're supposed to experience each other's cultures that's the whole point like all of a sudden out of nowhere we're gonna start yelling at uh, a white guy because he opened a taco stand like you can't do that we gotta shut him down why do you want to shut everything down that's all they want to do they want to shut things down cancel you shut you up and god forbid you on cinco de mayo you put on a the a sombrero you're gonna you know, right. <laughs> it's and just it's a, never it's never offensive to the culture that's what i always find amazing it's never the people or the the, the newest immigrants of that culture right it's always the way back you don't even know where like it, none of us would even be alive without america like there's right. no way I would be part ninety things mutt if America right. didn't exist. Right. So whatever happened before me, I don't really care. <laughs> and and I think that you know I'm hoping that after this settles down, whatever what we're going through, however long it takes, but I'm hoping maybe we could reset and, and the race doesn't matter anymore in a way. Like the, you know everybody feels equal and that's it. Either that, or we're going to be a middle-aged white guy in tournament camps, just <laughs> just just listening to you know whatever uh, pop country band right outside of an Aeropostale. Yeah, be great. Uh, I so, know. Yeah, yeah, it's like that's it. It's just going to be a khaki store. It's all we're going to have. <laughs> it's it's so stupid. Like I just don't understand any of. The way people are anymore the fact that i i guess growing up regardless of how people felt i grew up out in detroit um i never i never really looked at my friends as if they were anything but my friends so right, it was, yeah. oh this is brian this is craig this is paul this is uh you know it, it, they're just my friends i wasn't like well you're this kind of a person and you grew up here and you're it wasn't it never came into play until I was, you know, mid thirties. And all of a sudden race, I realized was such this giant issue that I just don't believe was there anymore. Yeah. That's what was great. uh, You know, about growing up, I grew up in Brentwood, Long Island, which is definitely, um, you know, culturally diverse neighborhood when I was growing up and kind of just like you, I didn't race was never, never even a thought. It was right. just, oh, this guy's he's my friend. He's, you know, uh, and it was just groups of us. It was it, We separated by, like, cool guys and nerds, you know, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, that's about right. all my school was, yeah. Yeah, it was never uh, about uh, color or race or religion or any of that stuff. And it's it's pretty similar to you in, in Detroit. And, you know, somewhere, and I think the people that, you know, accuse everybody of being racist are more of the problem than possibly actually the racists. <laughs> well, I think that you, yeah, well, I think you have to be racist if you constantly want to play identity politics and, and bring up identity. Exactly. Like, I don't, 
it, it, I, I hate this idea that I'm, I'm like a live and let live guy where if you're nice to me, I'm nice to you. It's all I really think. I don't care what you do. I don't care if you, like, even when it comes to like abortion arguments, we had Ann Coulter on the show who, you know, she triggers a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> and she was talking about the abortion debate and she said, well, you know, it's a human life. And I said, well, yeah, that's why I don't value it. It's why I think you should get an abortion because <laughs> I, that so many humans are terrible. I have nothing wrong with it's nipping that in the butt. You know, I don't, I don't care. So it's like, but people are, are allowed to their own opinion. Doesn't mean you have to rewrite law. If you don't want to have an abortion, don't. If you want to, knock yourself out. But it, we're now in this culture where it's like, you don't have to be proud of the fact that you had an abortion. Right. That's right. where we're becoming. We're becoming proud of things that we should be ashamed of. And I'm not saying you should be ashamed of that. There's plenty of reasons to get one. Don't get me wrong, feminists. I'm just saying, like, we don't have to keep looking at things like they're great when they're not. Like, there's no, there is nothing virtuous in being a victim. Nothing. Right. Yeah. So, in, but there is something incredible if something horrible has happened to you and you can go past that and live your life and become an example and become something great. That's a wonderful thing. And this country allows that. And now we're seeing it reverse where it's who wants to be the biggest pussy, I guess. I don't know how <laughs> to put it. It is coming down to, to that, you know, this, this, you know, uh, complaining, whining culture, um, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, God forbid you do fight back or whatever you are vi villainized and, and, you know, and, and uh, it's, it's just crazy, for, especially for old school guys like me or you know and and um oh yeah you know and and who just we i might offend somebody without even realizing it oh that's how i am i yeah same way <laughs> like you know i don't even know it's the pro <laughs> the whole pronouns thing of you know what yeah. to call people nowadays is even nutty and i'm i it sounds bad but it's like i'm sorry i can't it's like, do you, do you care if we build the third bathroom? No, it's fine. Like, exactly. I don't like the idea that I would walk into a bathroom and see a transsexual peeing in the urinal, and my first thought would be like, well, I'll have to kill them is <laughs> utterly absurd. Exactly. I mean, if, if we're being honest, if it was 10 years ago, I'm going to tap my friend and be like, what the fuck? But now <laughs> it's so common. I, who cares? Like, it's out there. It's fine. Be Ex who you are. That's the thing. And I don't think that that um, the, the woke people really understand of, of how many, uh, you know, the, the regular civilians are fine with it. We accept it. We accept everyone. You know, they have this notion, I think, that that most civilians, for lack of a better term, are adamant and hate them all and we you know when we're out there with the torches and the pitchforks no it's the opposite right. it's the you know they're attacking the civilized uh, civil you know the the uh, civilians it's the opposite yeah. yeah it's this idea that um i don't want to call it apathy but maybe indifference or but i would definitely say tolerance isn't enough because you have to celebrate it right. and i don't feel the need to have to celebrate i can't it's like you really have to love it and like it. It's like I'm a comic. I hate myself. I have to go to therapy every week to not put a gun in my mouth. And you want me to admire you? I don't like. Like I'm sorry. Unless you're like my kid, it doesn't matter. So it's like I can't pretend to. 
if I'm telling you that, like, ah, oh, I'm going to go to the parade and really stand next to you, I'm lying. I don't want to lie to you. You're better than that. You know, it's, like, it's, it's, it's true. Yeah, we're not, nobody, nobody's perfect. We're all just trying to live in this, in this society. And the, the idea that this woke standard should have existed 200 years ago, even, even history teachers that I know were like, could you guys stop taking down statues it doesn't change anything it's uh, history like i get it if there's a couple that might trigger some people or it's like a slave master like this maybe <laughs> all right fine take it down but few and far between is it really celebrating any sort of oppression yeah no like you know and then the there the, the attack like columbus day's coming up this week and and of course um, yeah. i wonder what's going to happen <laughs> but they pulled down all the columbus statues and um you know and some of them like and with for me with the statues i'm like if you don't if they're offensive if they're truly offensive like confederate whatever that kind of thing yeah. then i'm like fine but put it to a vote and and you know let's do it the right way we'll remove it you know, uh, in, in a civilized way, instead of having, you know, the uh, the mob going to go out there and tear them down on their own. It, that's just when it, it gets out of hand for me, you know. Oh, I agree. It's destruction of property immediately, where as opposed to a, a group of people saying this is for the better. I mean, you have people pushing over Lincoln and it's like, guys, I don't know how to tell you this. <laughs> And Grant, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grant, it's like really, it's like even Robert E. Lee. Like, look, I he was a he was a good general. That's why people looked up to him because tactically in war he knew what he was doing. And there's this idea that everybody in the South and everybody on the Confederate side was completely pro-slavery. It's not true. That's not what the war was about. But there's this i there's sort of this lack of education that they're trying to make the everything catch up to so there's just this one very simple narrative that there's all this hate and now all these these people are able to get through you know we don't have to work we don't have to do this we don't have to free everything right. <laughs> and there's just a point where yeah i believe that too i was in college you know briefly i was in high school way too long than i should have been and then i was in <laughs> community college briefly but I was a young liberal like anybody else was, but then eventually you have a home and you understand pride of ownership and you start looking at your country and you realize where the flaws are. And you're like, guys, this is just the same knee jerk shit. We've all been doing for so long when we're at that age. Yeah. Only like because of the social media and everything else, it's, it's escalated. It, it's now going up to 11. <laughs> yeah you can incite it you know when yeah. they even found they arrested some kid months ago in like connecticut it's like 17 years old you know and they arrest him for inciting a riot and it's like this is who you were listening to when you were burning down <laughs> a, like, like, that's what i don't get it's like, you're lighting fires to the inner city because black lives matter guys that's not what you do that's not my friend mike is a, a comic and I'll say because he posted online, his name's Mike Bonner, really great comic black dude in Detroit. And right. there was a bunch of white kids about to, you know, riot in Detroit. So figure that out. <laughs> and he stops one and he said, you know, my church has a mentorship program. And if you want to do, do that, it would really actually help out the community. 
it's just better than burning down the barber shop. If you really <laughs> want to help out, there's some kids in the community that don't have fathers. It would be great if you could donate your. And they started screaming all kinds of racist stuff at him because it's not about being anti-racist. It's about being anti your own narrative. Right. Exactly. Because I, you know, one of the things that that is crazy is when I saw that when the riots were really heating up, like when it was at its peak. You would see everybody telling off the cops or whatever. But I saw this one where it was a bunch of white girls uh, yelling at a black officer mm-hmm. and calling him racist names. And, and I'm mm-hmm. sitting there going, uh, hello, what's going on? <laughs> and wearing BLM shirts. Yeah, and I'm like, what Twilight Zone movie am I in right now? Uh, uh, National Lampoon's Twilight Zone. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's all... It's insane. I I agree. Well, I was watching one video where there's a white cop, but he's got there's five other black cops, and then this white girl's yelling at him for being racist, and he's like, "Well, my wife's black and my kids are black," and she goes, "Well, that you can still be a racist," and he's like, "All right," and then the black cops are going, "He's not a racist. I don't know what you're talking about. Like how you could say that," and she's like, "Well, you guys are racists," and they're just like, "I I can't I can't do this. There's no way." There's an, and just because you think one person might be an asshole doesn't mean you think a group of people are like I judge people I and this is cynicism but it, for the most part I look at people and I'm like oh you're I, I judge you blanket like without without knowing someone I just assume you're an awful human being and then <laughs> right, if you right. prove me right wrong I'm very happy right, but it's yeah. best for me to set the bar very low <laughs> and then you just barely you barely have to you know just step over it and I'm gonna go oh he's an all right guy <laughs> like, exactly because uh, if you start setting the bar too high for people they'll disappoint you every time exactly we're all yeah. flawed yes indeed man it's crazy and and like Again, with the the comedy scene, you know, and, and uh, now we're starting to see a whole bunch of stuff opening up with, when you see um, the Brian Callens of the world, Chris D'Elia's. Oh, yeah. What you, what's going on? Is that an L.A. thing or what's happening with our with the comedians? I don't know. It, it, it's an odd thing because Brian Callen was on a poster with me for an upcoming show. And it was me, Earthquake, Dean Edwards, and Brian Callen were on a poster at a comedy club. So it was just, we were the headliners that happened to be coming soon. And the amount of tweets I started getting at me about how I supported a rapist where I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't, I, I've never met the man. <laughs> I have, I have no idea if he did or didn't do what he was accused of. My job is to be comic right and if exactly. i'm like i don't know anything else beyond that and if my idea is to initially just what am i supposed to do jump off a show and then all the money that this club put out to advertise me is gone all the people that had bought tickets aren't going to see me because i'm going to take some stand about something that there's actually no evidence of no it's like evidence, look if you no rape conviction yeah yeah look if you rape somebody you're a piece of shit i think you should have your dick cut off but also at the same time, I don't think guilt by accusation is the greatest thing. And look, I've never met Chris D'Elia. And I uh, personally, he was never my cup of tea. But when I saw that and the fact that he had discontinued the conversation when he found out the girl was 17, I 
what's the pro and then I, I, that's what i don't get like he, i don't maybe i'm missing in what he did wrong but this idea that a woman cannot make up her own mind to show up somewhere and fuck them all of a sudden <laughs> or have a couple drinks and it's rape or whatever that's nonsense so like women are all powerful and equal until they don't need to be and then all of a sudden it's like well i'm just a young girl who yeah he was a big star it's like so yeah that's why you messaged him because right. he was a big star yeah and and um and like you said if the, there is like that one it was either email chain or twitter that was released with him and it does show as soon as he found out how old she was he stopped he right. uh yeah exactly so it, again it's just crazy that you know it's just a crazy time in, in comedy like it just feels like like uh the heat is on man and, and coming in all directions and and yeah also for the record i just want to say rape is wrong i, I never right. con condone rape or anything and, and uh i think all women should be taken seriously if they it would they accuse somebody but also yes there's also you know you have to um it, it's such a slippery slope and a fine edge when you talk about these things especially publicly but but i i, I do think that there is something to be said too to, to prove it you know well, the idea that it became believe all women did turn into all men are rapists. But right, at yeah. first, the believe all women thing where it's like, yes, you should believe women when they say something's happened in the sense of you should investigate it and not ignore it. But what if it's just to believe all women, it's like, do you know how many pieces of garbage I've met in my life? Right. It's, like, it's just because it's a woman doesn't mean she's being honest. I promise. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's that's the part that always throws me off is it's like no you're a human being and you are completely capable of evil and good <laughs> i'm going to hold you to that standard <laughs> and you're, you're married right so you you don't have to worry yeah. about that so much but no i'm lucky I, when i went on the road i was not that guy i was yeah. not the, i was married i didn't have to be the i i god am i happy about that yeah because now like if i'm you know, famous or, or, or a comedian traveling around and, and uh, on stage, once you're on stage, that magic of that girls will start being drawn to you. Um, nowadays, you have to have them like sign a release or something. I mean, it, it's, it, you know, right. And even then it's like, well, I, I was drinking. Yeah. Oh, well, then clearly that's his fault. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, I think for most guys, you know, especially, you know, white men nowadays mm -hmm. don't know what to do with in any situation anymore. <laughs> no. And, and there's this, this narrative that it's like, well, it's your turn. And it's like, I, I, what are you talking about? Right. Like I, even if I was in the dating world, it's like, I'm five, six, I had to use charisma and being funny. <laughs> like I wasn't just the guy who girls in high school were like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like I was friends with the captain of the football team. He's my best friend, but I had to be the funny guy if I wanted to get laid. Like it wasn't. <laughs> right. Yeah, we didn't know what to do. So it's like we've. I've never like you talk about oppression. I was never picked first. I was picked dead last for every sport imaginable. <laughs> like everybody's been some level of hurt or oppressed or sad, whatever it might be. Right. Right. And and yeah, now I, I just don't get it. Guys don't know what to do because they're walking this fine line. It's like the Aziz and sorry thing. Like, yeah, there's when another you look at that example. And it's like, so let me get, she's like, I, he just didn't get my signals that I wasn't interested while his cock was in my mouth. <laughs> it's like, well, that seems 
it seems like you you don't know how to send a good signal. Yeah, it seems like you got yeah. your signals crossed there. Yeah, right. Yeah, usually when you're his dicks in your mouth, it means you're you want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there's a gun, <laughs> like it's not it's not possible to be. And then there are guys who are utter pieces of shit, and I call them men. They're overly horny. We all know what we want. Let's not lie. <laughs> We've all done shit things. Uh, and yeah, we there's plenty of guys that are complete and utter scumbags who have probably gotten away with abusing power for years. But like even looking at somebody like Harvey Weinstein, I was like, oh, you mean that fat, ugly, creepy guy used his <laughs> power to have sex with women? Well, that's a shock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's hilarious to say it that way. Like, of course, he's going to use whatever leverage he's got to get some of the hottest women in Hollywood. Right. What's he going to use? His looks? <laughs> his charm? It was, it was Yeah, his lack of looks and charm is what led him. To becoming a movie producer in the first place, I'll show them. You know. Yeah, he was so unappealing that he's like, "Well, I'm gonna take over Hollywood," and he did <laughs> until he was like, "I." We just watched me jack into a plant, and finally, a girl was like, "I'm gonna go tell people." It's <laughs> <laughs> so creepy. Like, and yeah, that guy, he deserves every bit of hate that he's gotten. <laughs> I agree. It, yeah, I agree. There's a lot of a lot of um scumbags in the industry have have uh been exposed um in the last I don't know four or five years, six years or so. And um and it's just it's now everybody is taking you know, I mean I think now everyone's walking a finer line because they see the consequences, they see that you know it's not just your your uh you, you know it's not just going to jail or getting a fine it's your whole career your reputation your mm -hmm. all your accomplishments it, it all can be taken away i mean look look just at just a name calling but look at and sorry yeah no no yeah like i was going to say look at like bill cosby or or uh, louis ck these are guys. Yeah, that... which are Will is uh, an extremely guilty man. Where Louis C.K. is arguably, in my opinion, not. Right. Exactly. All, all he did, and he always asked permission. But mm -hmm. what I'm saying is that both of these guys kind of lost their entire career and all their their credits. Basically, like Bill Cosby's no longer in the conversation when you ask somebody in the top five comedians. No, you know? and and if you're being honest, you're gonna say, "Look, the guy was." the best to ever live one of i mean top three easy. right yeah but he's and, but now no one will you know what i mean like if you ask somebody the top the top five they'll they'll either that or they'll put an asterisk and they'll say well bill cosby before the the, the rape you know and, or, and same with louis ck you know they like louis before the issues was uh you know a genius he always had the issues and yeah uh, and, and when you have like janine garofalo and sarah silverman and these very uh, left-leaning people come out and say no that's just louis that's not anybody abusing power then that should be taken seriously but instead he was i mean that dude was skyrocketing after what really bothered me too is he put in the work yeah he's been he was not some ever. overnight success he worked for a long long time to earn what he had and that's when all of a sudden which really came down to he didn't do a fundraiser for one of the girls or didn't reply about doing a fundraiser, then all of a sudden it was, well, I'm bringing up 20 years ago, which 
look, I'm uh, me being in the comedy community. I had heard about it. I didn't think it was anything. It, it's it, the only thing it is is weird. That's the only thing. It's it, just yeah. like, yeah, all right. He wants. He asked you, hey, can I jerk off in front of you or whatever? And and um, okay, it's kind of <laughs> weird, but he, if you consented to it, said yeah. Go ahead. It's, it's weird, but then the same, a lot of the same group is like, there's 72 general, gener, uh, what do you call it? Fucking genders. And I want to have six bathrooms for each one. I identify <laughs> as a helicopter. And it's like, and he likes to masturbate in front of some. Wow, weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but exactly. Crazy. Like, we've, we've accepted all forms of sexuality now, except for like the most normal. Right, like the right. procreation sex, and like, that's <laughs> not even—it's not even in the realm of weird to me. The only reason why I—I I, I would never jack off in front of somebody is because I probably look very silly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've <laughs> never had the urge. I—that's that, yeah. That's something I, uh, you know, I, I would never. I—I I, I don't think I've ever in my life masturbated in front of anyone. No, and I, I guess I wouldn't even ask like a girl to because I'd just be like, you don't need me then. Yeah, like, exactly. It looks like, you, looks like you're you much this- better <laughs> at that. <laughs> you seem to have this under control. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I watch TV. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know why I'm here. This is, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's just a weird world, and and I just think we really have to. We really have to just do something now. I don't know what it is, and I don't even know if that makes sense, but we really just, if we don't come together as a society to some degree, to at least where we were, and we don't stop this cancel culture, comics against comics, this victim mentality, we're going to sink. We're going to become the fall of Rome. We're just going to be a bunch of really fat centralists who, you know, just burn ourselves. And, you know, it's just too bad. We're... We're we're a failed experiment as a country if we don't get past this. Well said, and I agree with you, man. And and uh, I, I think what we got to do is is um, I really believe we have to. I think comedy could could save it if if we mm-hmm. don't get canceled. <laughs> but, yeah. I, but I think if we could find the humor in this somehow and make the other side, the woke people, laugh at themselves because mm-hmm. they're so they take themselves so seriously if they could laugh at themselves then maybe we could kind of start to heal this thing yeah and i'll say it about both you know uh sometimes you'll go against uh the right or the left and people will take it very seriously where a group will say uh you know you i'll use an example i was wearing and, and the guy was kidding but i was wearing levi's on my show and i have a couple of levi's jackets and they we're upset because Levi's is anti-gun. So you can't then get angry when the left gets upset about something ludicrous. It's like, oh, are Levi's anti-gun? Do you know that uh, a child with with ruined fingers who just cries all day weaved the jacket? <laughs> like, where do you think our clothing comes from? I don't care if they don't like guns. Right, what does right. it matter? I, I don't get like it doesn't regardless of my opinion on guns if i look at a jacket i don't go well what's their you know are they they pro gay marriage or what like i don't want to be wearing some yeah, gotta... i don't want to wear some anti-gay jackets I, I you know i don't want to be wearing some it's just i don't give a shit about political stance it's the same as chick-fil-a 
right a, right they want to be closed on sundays because the guy's christian let him be it right it's like i is the do you have chicken all right well <laughs> i'll just judge you on i don't your political opinion means zero to me I, that's why i wouldn't give it any respect or disrespect at that point it doesn't yeah. mean anything yeah, you can't vet every single product or, or uh, establishment you go to and and you know oh is this uh like you know I, I refuse to wear Nikes. I only wear Adidas. Well, Adidas also supports this thing, and you know, you, yeah. what are you after a while? What are you going to do? He's going to right, like sure. well, Adidas does support, you know, Nike likes Black Lives Matter, and I'm like, I, uh, yeah, all right, I agree. They they do matter. <laughs> I I I, I, uh, I mean, what what do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, it's just and crazy. it's again, yeah. I can get, I get blue lives matter, black lives matter. I get all that stuff. When you get to all lives matter, I go, ah, they don't. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. Uh, I can hear. I I know. I have close friends, and their life doesn't matter. It's <laughs> so, uh, just the truth. We're just lying by pretending that everyone matters. <laughs> Uh, well, I, before I let you go, man, uh, I just want to switch gears here. Um, we're, we're doing this. This interview will be for uh, next Wednesday, uh, next Wednesday show. But I also am doing a Halloween show. So okay. I'm, I'm going to just do ask you just a bunch of questions like and just rapid answers. You don't have to get into uh, anything too deep on it. But um, cool. it's, just, it's basically going to be a, a montage, a bunch of comedians answering the same questions. Cool. All right, so let me uh, ask you these questions. Real, they're relatively simple. And all right, so the um, first one is um, here in New York with Cuomo uh, canceling everything. Should Halloween be canceled? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> or, I mean. <laughs> I think Halloween should be whatever you want it to be. Maybe get a bunch of kids together, give them candy, friends, groups, masks. But I mean, you're taking a holiday where people wear masks and then trying to take that away. So I don't, I don't exactly. know, whatever. Holidays are ruined. We might as well just stop them. <laughs> <laughs> so they've been ruined since 2016's election. So what does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> just uh, that's great. everybody's that's hated great. each other get rid of christmas i don't want to argue with people yeah end it all i i, I retract my answer get rid of halloween <laughs> uh get rid of them all get rid um, of every holiday <laughs> what is the scariest movie ever Ooh, man i'm sorry this will take me a minute Sure. <laughs> ah, geez, I know a lot of them. I gotta. Oh, I have so many for so many different reasons. Um, to me, I hold on to Candyman, and not that it's the scariest movie ever. It's not by a long shot, but it was. I watched it when I was a little kid, and uh, they kill a baby. Candyman kills a baby, and blood comes down the ceiling. And I was like eight when I saw it. So it messed me up for the rest of my life. So that's terrifying. So that to me is one of the scariest movies ever. I'd say it's up there, but that's, yeah, probably the anything truly scary. I would say Wreck, the movie Wreck. Wreck? 
rec rec just like record uh, okay cool yeah, i'll check yeah, that yeah, out yeah it's it's great to me the scariest is the exorcist by far That's... exorcist is a terrifying movie but there's been a few that really shook me yeah <laughs> candy man um speaking of candy what is your favorite halloween candy um oh i gotta say kit kat there you go you freeze a kit kat oh god <laughs> <laughs> what are your feelings on candy corn uh it can go fuck itself <laughs> uh, uh are ghosts real and have you ever seen any yes and yes <laughs> when did you see a ghost? Not even kidding. <laughs> um, I well, I think I saw a ghost when I was very young, but I did. This is going to sound very stupid, and I should have just said no. But <laughs> I did, in fact, see hear a ghost come through a radio and talk to his daughter, and then his daughter ball her eyes out, and it was the scariest thing I have ever witnessed in my entire life. And it's the day that I knew that there's something beyond this earth. I don't know what it is, but it was using radio signals. And I know everybody's going to not believe me, but I will say it because I was there. I heard it. I felt it. And I watched a woman cry her eyes out. And I even asked a question to it where I said, uh, tell me something you don't know. Or the the daughter, I'm sorry. The daughter said, tell me something that only my dad would know. And it said, big boy. And she cried her eyes out. And I asked the husband, I was like, what was that? And he's like, she wasn't very popular when she was a kid. So her dad would take her to big boy every Friday. Wow. I was like, oh, that's, and I watched it. Wow. So there's something beyond us. I'm telling you, there's, I don't know if it's an energy. I don't know if it's biblical. I just know something goes on farther than uh, we think I, I i know for a fact i know that sounds stupid and cocky but it's true no man especially if you've seen it for yourself what were you like a seance or something what was going on no it, this is going to sound dumb but we were at a house that was supposedly haunted to do a show for comics but everything was being filmed downstairs and i happened to just be hanging out upstairs no cameras no anything and the only reason why the woman was there was to grab her keys and this show had been on like this house had been on like four or five different haunted house shows so she was just leaving when the radio turned on and i even had that thought of like they're just messing with me right like this isn't and but i'm like there's nobody recording it right there's yeah. no reason to mess with me and then i felt this cold chill and all the hair on the back of my neck stand up and there was a presence in a room that I never felt before. And the ghost said, I love you, like it through the radio. Wow. And when I went home, um, my wife asked me, she's like, did you see a ghost? And I said, yeah, but it didn't, it wasn't a bad thing. Like it was beautiful. Like I would love it if my dad came back and just said, I love you. Like it was a, yeah. it was an amazing moment, you know, it was scary, but amazing and weird. And yeah, so yes and yes if you have to trim that down <laughs> wow that was great uh next one yeah. here um so i don't know if you saw this in the news this week egyptians opened up a mummy tomb that was uh 2500 years old um they just opened it up and you see the body in there and everything yeah so the question is was this a good idea to do that in 2020 no <laughs> this year we're having <laughs> No, they've opened up what will be the newest curse of this year and will surely end us all. 
the next one is uh, uh QAnon. Is it real or just a weird story? Uh well, it's real in the sense of the people uh, in the club. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I don't think. Uh, well, I think there's a lot of perverts and pedos in Hollywood, but I think that's because there's a lot of perverts and pedos everywhere. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think Tom Hanks is hiding on an island uh, because he raped a kid. <laughs> I don't think that because Chrissy Teigen took a jet. She deserves to lose her baby. Like, it, it's so nuts. So it's like, I'm going to say, I think you guys are going a bit far with it. Maybe reel it back. But yeah, is there a problem? Yes, there's. I'm sure there's a large problem with it in Hollywood. But boy, it, 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 that's a bit, bit much. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, they got two more to go here. Are space right. aliens, uh, are space aliens living among us? I hope so. Because I there's, <laughs> I hope so, and I I they they seem to really like heroin. Because <laughs> there's no way a lot of the people I see could be people. <laughs> it's like zombies <laughs> walking around. Yeah, um, I think there could be though. Yeah, but for real, yeah, there's there's something. They're there somewhere. And then. Um... Well, maybe that was the last one because the, the last question I have here is not nothing to do with Halloween. It's uh I don't know why I have this question. It, it goes, does the drama with uh JK was it JK Rowling? It just says K Rowling and the trans community change your feelings towards Harry Potter. Oh, um no, I still jerk off to Harry Potter <laughs> every night. Not it's never problem. it's never toned down a bit. Um yeah, I couldn't. I've never watched a Harry Potter. Well, I, I, I watched part of one. My son, who's five, wanted to watch it. And part way, and I'm like, this is the worst. I just can't get into it. Same here. And other people can. I, I, so I don't really care what... I don't care what she thinks at all, if that helps. But <laughs> I don't give a shit about Harry Potter either. So... <laughs> It's a, it's a, I do think it's funny that you made all your money off of like dragons and witches, but you can't believe somebody wants to be a girl when they're a boy. That's so out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> that is great. So well said. Uh, Dave Landau, thanks so much. Where can people find you and, and catch you and, and all that good stuff? Uh, DaveLandau.com, uh, tour dates coming up. And then you can also catch me on Compound Media. 4 to 6 p.m. every Monday through Thursday on the Anthony Cumia show with Dave Landau and at 7.30 Wednesday on A Fair One with Tommy Pope. Dave, thanks so much for taking the time. This was a great interview, man. I really appreciate it, my friend. Yeah, man, dude, my pleasure. All right. Dave Landau, everybody.